This episode of Honey is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers all the ingredients you need to make delicious meals right to your door every week in a completely recyclable box with all the ingredients measured out so there's no food waste. And guess what? It's all for less than $10 a meal. I got a HelloFresh box and I made mushroom ravioli au gratin. Oh my gosh, it was so tasty. And I can't believe that I made it myself. The whole thing, it was a one pan deal. I like that. And I didn't have any leftover stuff. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com and enter code HONEY30. HelloFresh.com, HONEY30, and get $30 off your first week. But it was also, I will say, very nice, having been in a hiatus situation before on my own, it, sometimes, many times, he would be the only person I would see throughout the day. Yeah. So by the time he was home from work at three or four, I am like Patty Hearst in the cell, mm-hmm. just waiting for someone, anyone. <laughs> I, to come. I would. I think a better analogy. <laughs> Sorry, would Patty be, Hearst implies yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was almost like like a like you know your absolute favorite you know puppy at home who's oh, dying yeah. to see you. <laughs> And you're tired and you walk in and you're like, I've been working all day, I'm exhausted. And they're like, let's play. So sorry. Let's just, let's do that. Let's just delete that. Whole golden retrievers are cuter than Patty Hearst in the South. It would be like a golden retriever waiting at home. Honey, 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 come home. Cause we've got things to talk about. I've been sitting here on my own And I think we can work it out Honey, 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 come home Cause I think we can work it out Meatballs. <laughs> Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yeah. Chris, welcome to Honey. Am I loud enough? There you, you're coming there on. Go. Yeah, that's here better. We there we okay. hear you. Now you're back. Yes. Okay. Welcome Great. to Honey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, so how long have you guys been together? It has been exactly Ooh. 13 months and two days. Ooh. And yes. how did you meet? Uh, Tinder. Oh, yeah. I we love both it. swiped right. How did you make that work? <laughs> Well, um, I, for me personally, I was on there with not low expectations, but I'd lived in LA for at that time, 13 years and, um, had dated your quintessential LA stereotypes. Um, but then he and I were chatting and he was just, he was different in all the best ways possible. Mm. And it was right before last year's election, um, and I was working on the show at the time and our hours were unpredictable. So when we actually did meet, it was on the night of the first Hillary and 45 debate. Um, and he was like, why don't you just come over whenever you're off work and we can watch the debate, scream at the TV, throw stuff at it. Uh, and we did. And we haven't really been separated mm-hmm. since. That oh was impromptu. God. That wasn't. That really wasn't supposed to be the first date. I don't think it wasn't. And we did discuss. It was just like, the last minute. Hey, the debate is on. Do you want to come watch it? Because we were supposed to have like a real date. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, within the week. This is reminding me that I went on not a Tinder date but a Hinge date to mm-hmm. watch um, the Republican debates oh, and like yeah. laugh at them during the primaries. <laughs> and now I'm like, what the fuck was? What are we thinking? Yeah. But it was still, it was like early. It was like Chris Christie was still in there. Like, oh, yeah. Cases. Yeah. All the lesser and evils. We were like, ha, 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 these stupid <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, uh, was, it was, well. That then, was the last date. Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> the second and last date. Because everybody gets a second date if yeah. you want one. But Yeah. And I did take him. It was funny. Um, I guess a little over a month after that, UCB had its election night watch party <laughs> that one of my teams was hosting. Uh-huh. And we went with just the most optimistic of expectations. And I it was that was the night he really met a lot of my UCB friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
the thing that was said over and over and over again was, I wish I were meeting you under better circumstances. <laughs> it's the closest that we've come at this point to going to a funeral together. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it had that vibe. There were yeah. balloons and party favors on the table untouched. And everybody yeah. that came oh over from UCB God. was like, I'm so sorry to be meeting you under these circumstances. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I was like. It was a dark, dark night. It was oh. dark. I, was yeah. I forget if I've talked about it on this podcast, but I was. I had been canvassing in Vegas, drove, the shit really hit the fan as I was driving back from Vegas. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> and then I just drank an entire bottle of wine <laughs> in my friend's apartment. Like I could not have been meeting new people. I'm glad I wasn't even around any UCB people because I was, uh, I was not socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say it was for all of us who voted for Hillary or simply did not want Trump, it was a pretty, not traumatic, but upsetting time. I am very glad I did have someone yeah. to guys, lean on and someone who is so knowledgeable about politics who could say, don't worry about this, that's not going to happen, or yeah. yeah, that could happen. Yeah. You're trauma bonded. Yes. <laughs> Trump trauma. Trump trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and you live together. No. We do not. You do not? But Who lives here? This is beautiful. This is his. <laughs> yes. It's just me and the German family he hasn't met yet. <laughs> but we do live like Very less close. than a half a mile away from each other. Oh. Like yeah. We are within walking distance. Meant yep. to be. Yep. Meant yeah. to be. That is the beauty of Tinder. Proximity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I could, in theory, walk here. I've never have, but <laughs> I could. Very LA yes. couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, you say you have not fought. We haven't really had like a big fight. We haven't no. had like a fight fight. I mean, we have mm. disagreements sure. from time to time, obviously. But I think that for the most part, we're very good at communicating our way through them and, mm -hmm. and not letting yeah. it get to a point where it's oh. explosive. Okay, so what's, to you, a fight means explosive. Like, what's, uh, the, what's that level to you? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, yelling, right? Okay. Yelling, raised voices. I don't think, we've, we've not, never really gotten there. No, or like not speaking for a matter of days or mm -hmm. even not speaking, period. We've never, mm -hmm. unless it's like for a few seconds, yeah. our thoughts, <laughs> there's never been like a time out so to oh, speak okay yeah okay so what are some of these disagreements usually small stuff if one of us is in a bad mood usually me um <laughs> yeah <laughs> if one of us is hungry <laughs> if one of us is tired <laughs> basically the reasons babies yeah have arguments yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we've had we've had arguments over over I, I mean even the word argument might be too strong but uh, yeah, over like, like time management in terms discussions. of discussions yeah I mean because we, we, we both have we both can depending on what his position is at the time have very different or demanding schedules and mm -hmm. so free time is something that's you know can be can be limited and precious and so how do we spend that how much do we divvy up to other people versus how much do we keep for ourselves I mean mm -hmm. that that will sometimes come up because we want to be very mindful and attentive to our friends but at the same time you know there are times i want to be selfish and i i, I want him uh -huh. um so things like that sometimes you know can can cause i guess i would say a little friction and how because sure. we try to please everybody yes um, but i i but, think but nothing serious we do and i think we even expressed this early on like communication especially mm -hmm. i come from i don't think any of them will listen because i don't <laughs> think any of them know what a podcast is <laughs> but i come from a family that and they are lovely and I love them, but they communication was not a big standard. Um, I'm not saying that correctly. A lot of communication would be passive aggressive mm -hmm. or if my parents were upset with each other, they would simply just not speak for a few days and they're still married and they've been married for a long time and they do love each other and they get along very well. Um, but I, you know, my sister and I have discussed, we just, we want our relationships to be different, even if it's not pleasant. It, it's just better to kind of get things out there. Um, I've never gone to bed once upset over something that he and I've discussed. I've never woken up in the morning and thought, I'm still pissed about this. Because um, even if we get a little annoyed or upset with each other, we do tend to discuss it right away. And I think that's why nothing has ever built to a giant proportion to get us into like an actual fight. Yeah. 
So it's and you also must be like pretty copacetic because when you start discussing, you like get on the same page quickly. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the most page on most all things, I think. Yeah. For the most part. And, well, I, and I come from a family that is very talk it out. Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, and, and, you know, that's what I do for a living is talk. So, you know, I, I'm used to talking and I want to talk about it, even if I, you know, I might have a minute where I'm. I pout like a little two-year-old and then I'm like, okay, let's get it out. So we're, we're pretty good at, at talking about things and, and we're for the most part, uh, there's really not a whole lot of, uh, not, not that many things where we diverge. Mm-hmm. We're mostly on the same page with most all things. So it, which is great because it does make it, you know, easier to, to settle something or, or see the other person's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's good for me to, I mean, just to, because I was single for about six years before we met. And so it had been six years of like my way or the highway. Yeah. Um, not being accountable to anyone, not having to explain a choice, not having to, you know, consider someone else's feelings or preferences. Um, and I think anytime in any circumstance, whether it's in a relationship or a job, anything that makes you kind of change where you currently are and how you handle things is good. Um, so it's just, been nice to not only have communication but healthy communication yeah Um, to kind of come together and okay I know not to talk to him about this or at least know not to talk to him about this then or he knows not to ask me about this if I'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) but it also feels like you kind of got lobbed a softball for your first relationship in six years to yes. have someone that's like so mm-hmm. on your same page it, it <laughs> is remarkable how how easy it is yeah mm-hmm. so um give me an example of like something that you've navigated through maybe like a specific instance of this needing each other's time and i think one thing that for him has been a learning experience is just the nature of dealing with someone who's an actor and a writer. And I don't mean that so much just in temperament because <laughs> I am crazy, but I also mean um, just kind of that uncertainty. Um, and understandably, you know, he will check in about, you know, where are you in this? It's been two weeks since you've had a gig or a job. Um, and that's just not something that unless it's to an agent or manager, I'm used to having to like say, here's what I've been doing or, and it's not asking like in a, like a judgmental, he's <laughs> yes. asking out of concern and well-being. Um, it's, it's a very foreign world to me. Yeah. It's a very foreign and, and so many of his friends are involved in it and, and it's been quite an education for me, but the, uh, and, and I ask because I don't know. I mean, he knows when I leave every day at eight o'clock in the morning where I am and what time I leave. And if I'm you know, traveling out of the area, he knows where I'm at and what I'm doing. And, and his world is not like that, which is new to me. So it's always like, well, what did you do today? Or what's going on with this? Or what's going on with that? And I ask because I'm curious and because I'm not used to dealing with that sort of kind of murkiness. Right. Right. Um, and, and what's interesting is the more uh, of his friends who are in the industry are aspiring as well that I've become friends with as well. Um, and I, and I hear their stories and I see what they're doing. And it's like, wow, this is like a thing that a lot of people do. And it's completely nothing I've ever seen before um, because I've never, I, you know, I've only lived in L.A. for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And so er- everyone in my life prior to that was in some sort of structured world to some degree um, or industry. Yeah. So this industry is uh, interesting and different <laughs> and from an outsider's perspective it, it's terrifying because yeah. it's it's just not and i don't know if i could do it to be honest and it's one of the things that i i note so much about him and several of his friends is that you you really gotta you really gotta want it and you really have to believe in it if it's something that you are if, if you're pursuing this because there is so much uncertainty and a lot of people couldn't live with that yeah yeah but i think what's been really nice is um kind of those discussions and that knowledge of how my industry works he's also extremely supportive um he's been to more improv shows than any person should ever have to go to that's amazing um, that's truly i should own stock in ucb at this point yes God's he work. should <laughs> 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 and i one thing i love about him is that um 
without naming any names or teams, he, anyone else in my life who's ever come to an improv show has just been, that was great. But he will say, that team's funny. That team's awful. <laughs> that person has no business performing. Yeah. Someone needs to tell that person they're not funny. Yeah. And at first, I was you in You should, that, Chris. Yeah. Just next time, just tell him. I've, I've been asked, I've said, can I get up at the end of the show and just give a, like a real quick Simon Cowell critique? Yes, I would know. love it. You guys were great. You should think about maybe something else type of thing. I've been called out for my face in the audience. Your face? <laughs> like people, people are like, oh, I saw Julia someone, glaring at our yeah, scene. Yeah, someone, not from performers, but from like other people will, will be like, I just watched you watch that team and like yeah. your face was insane. Because I think I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that I, and this is for all you UCB performers listening. Oh boy. I've noticed that I'm an arm folded person. Uh-huh. But when my arms are folded like this. Uh-huh. At that point, I've, I'm. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> that's you're getting the that's, light. That's my Wait, move on to yeah. the next. This, what, this isn't working. Move on to the next one. I love you guys, but move on to the next one. I yeah. get that too. I have always had since I was a little two-year-old, like the worst resting bitch face. <laughs> a lot of yeah, pics of me as a kid. I'm not even mad, but I look like I have some fury inside. Yeah, he still does that. Oh yeah, and sometimes it there is fury inside, but sometimes it's just a staring blankly into space yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will get that on the back line too people are like Jesus you were really upset at your teammates I'm like no it wasn't I was thinking about what drink I'm going to make when I get home <laughs> I can't do that this is so contained I like have to have it move through me like especially like a an improv show that's hard to watch I can't be like I'm like mm. yeah yeah <sighs> Like and I think someone brought up yesterday. I was I was being shown some uh, YouTube, some like you know cringeworthy YouTube mm-hmm. videos, like a self-produced music video, and um, the person who didn't know me that well, who was like showing them to me was like, what's your sign? And I was like, I'm a cancer. And he was like, oh yeah, cause you're like such an empath. Like, cause I was watching it and be like, yeah, yeah. like this poor lady. <laughs> and I think I just, that must be it watching improv. I'm just like on this journey with these like poor people. And I also am like, this is, sorry, honey listeners who don't care about improv, <laughs> but actually maybe this is why I'm like good at talking to people about their relationships. I can like so easily tell like the dynamics of the team mm-hmm. from just like watching the improv. I'm like, they, that person doesn't like that person. That person's mad at that person and blah, 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 blah. And it's just a lot. Yeah. So I can't believe that you watch so many improv shows. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he's gone to <laughs> them at all hours, but um, yeah. And I he's love also, that. And he's also like read scripts. Mm-hmm. He's read, there are a couple of things I'm working on, even with web series and my own podcast. And um, and he's read all of that, not so much or just to give notes, but also just to be supportive, to have kind of a toe in what I am working on so they understand. Well, you want to know. And, yeah. so, and yeah. also to give notes, yes. <laughs> when, when, they're, when they're asked for. Yes. And when they're not. <laughs> Well, gets, they're not, they're not regardless. Heard. They're not heard when they're not asked. No, they're <laughs> <laughs> I think speaking of science, that's one thing that is funny because I'm not a giant believer in astrology, but we are both Gemini's four days yeah, apart. Yeah, four days apart. <gasps> and wow. it's funny because I, having never put a lot of stock into it, a lot of people who I would either date or be friends with or in any context, like, oh, mm-hmm. you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I the craziest? <laughs> I have two sides. That doesn't make me a, like a serial killer. No. Um, but that I think we handle a lot of things very similarly. So even if there is no real stock in astrology, there's something about it, though, that makes us uh, compatible, where I think a lot of people might say, oh, two Geminis, that's never going to work. This episode of Honey is brought to you by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. Guys, I'm sorry I couldn't concentrate on our previous conversation. I'm sitting in my Mac Weldon underwear right now, and I am feeling it. Sorry, Carl. I didn't catch what you just said. Um, I'm wearing my Mac Weldon underwear, and all I'm thinking about is how comfortable I am right now. 
Oh, Mike, Carl, I didn't even know you guys were here. Uh, I've just been in the zone thinking about how cool and breezy and comfortable my undercarriage feels in my Mack Weldon underwear. I thought I thought you guys might be feeling pretty comfortable because I noticed now that you're like me, you're only wearing your Mack Weldon underwear. Yeah, we yeah. are all sitting here in our underwear about to listen to an episode of Honey. <laughs> okay, so go, go to MacWeldon.com. Go to MacWeldon.com. And enter code HONEY for 20% off. 20% off? 20% off. Go to MacWeldon.com and enter the code HONEY for 20% off? 20% 20 off? Ancient Chinese secret. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of HONEY is also brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that delivers everything you need to make delicious healthy meals right to your door for less than $10 a meal. Less than $10 a meal. It's amazing. The food is tasty, uh, easy to make. For someone like me who's not good at cooking, it's like kind of amazing that I'm making this like really tasty stuff by myself. Like I made this oven roasted Mediterranean cauliflower, which I like it would never occur to me to make in the first place. And it was just really easy because all the ingredients I needed were right there. I was making my own tzatziki sauce, you guys. It was wild. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantity. So there's no food waste. I hate food waste. And they employ two full-time registered dietitians who go over every recipe and make sure that they're nutritionally balanced. It's less than $10 a meal, you guys. It's a no-brainer. So here's what I want you to do. Go to HelloFresh.com and put in code HONEY30, HONEY30, and you'll get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Oh, my God. HelloFresh.com, HONEY30, get $30 off. Go try it. It's amazing. Um. So what? how did you, like... What was the first time that you were like, hey, uh, what do you do all day? (laughs) How did that conversation go? When we first started, when we first uh, met, he was working on a show at the time that was horrendous hours. I mean, he would work until sometimes like 10 or 11 or 12 at night. Um, And and that went on until what month? February? January? Well, the writer's room wrapped in December. December, right. And And then then you were on with them still for a couple months. It was on until March, but I didn't have late hours after December. So it wasn't until March-ish of this past year, this year, <laughs> that that he started that the that the regular gig that he was on ended, and then it was a and then it was a waiting game of well, when is this show going to start again, and if it does, when does it start again, and in what capacity go back, and that was what we were looking to yeah for, through the summer, and then it didn't they didn't come back. So um, so the whole thing has been interesting for me to watch, but it's also not what he was planning. So. Mm-hmm. As as I'm, I'm sure, as you know, is the way it works for people in this world. Yeah. That things happen and they don't happen and you just don't have control over it. Yeah. So really, it's just been this year or most of this year that this has been going on and, and I've been going, so what was yeah. today like? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he, that sweet, sweet time in most writers' lives, the first few months of hiatus where it's like, oh, yeah. man. Oh, I am going to write this. I'm going to clean this. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to run here. I am going to redo this. And I was. I was on a high for a couple months. And then inevitably for anyone who's just eventually waking up, like, oh, God. Either, oh, God, or, wow, if I don't go anywhere today, no one is going to notice or care. Um, And by that point, that was when he started to see kind of the Jenna Maroney with me, the the highs and lows. Um, But it was also, I will say, very nice having been in a hiatus situation before on my own. It Sometimes, many times, he would be the only person I would see throughout the day. Yeah. So by the time he was home from work by three or four, I am like, Patty Hearst in the cell, mm-hmm. just waiting for someone, anyone. To I, come. I would. I think a better analogy. <laughs> Sorry, would Patty be, Hearst implies yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was almost like like a like you know your absolute favorite you know puppy at home who's dying yeah. to see you. <laughs> And you're tired and you walk in and you're like, I've been working all day, I'm exhausted. And they're like, let's play. So sorry. Let's just, let's do that. Let's just delete that. Whole golden retrievers are cuter than Patty Hearst in the cell. It would be like a golden retriever waiting at home for, um, yeah. 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 And was that, 
is how are you with that? Are you getting home being like, I am ready to. Uh, it depends. Yeah. Some days I'm like, oh, going home. Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. do our thing and make our dinner and watch our shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like I need a minute. Yeah. I have yeah. a really long day or I would get sent on a trip and I'd be away for several days and I'd come home and I'm just like I'm wiped out. And I and I try not to do that because mm-hmm. I, I know that that that's his outlet now. So I want to be present there for him. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that's I just kind of hide it. And then when he leaves, I collapse. <laughs> um, that is another strength of ours is that we both. We truly enjoy being together. That is another strength of ours. We truly enjoy being together, but we Chris also very lovingly adjusted. Well, Chase's he's a man mic. with a mic. He, yes, he knows what he's doing. Uh, but we also value and appreciate mm-hmm. our alone time without it diminishing the mm-hmm. relationship. Just yeah. recognizing, like he goes to bed a lot earlier than I do, which is fine for me because then I have a few hours at night to like watch old movies or listen to records or mm-hmm. whatever before I go to bed. Um, and we try to be aware too of our time with having group time and also individual time with our friends mm-hmm. so that they don't feel neglected. And, and then there are friends that have certain interests that maybe each of us don't have. So those will be our, like he has like he has a scary movie buddy. That's not me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. And so I we, love that. That's we try to so juggle necessary. all of that. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think it's important that you are a unit and yet retain some individuality. And I also think it's important that you don't, you're not a couple that disappears from the face of the earth from yeah. your friends. Yeah. You know? um, and fortunately, we really like each other's friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, that's yeah. the good news is that there, there's no one I don't think, I don't think on either side. Well, except for the, oh, except no, for, I'm kidding. Except for her. <laughs> yeah. Her. You know who you are. No, I'm yes. making that up. No, there is no her. Uh-huh. No, there, I, I think there really is for, for both, both of us. I don't think there's any of our friends that we don't mm-hmm. actually genuinely really like. That's great. Yeah. So I, um, There's this study, it's like maybe kind of old now, but I'll link to it in the show notes. And it was kind of in response to this, like, you know, the decline of marriage is tearing apart the fabric of society. Mm -hmm. And it was about something called a greedy marriage. And it was that actually like married people interact with their families less, interact with their neighbors less, you know, interact with their communities less than single people. Mm And so it was like, well, why should we all like get married and retreat from the community and the world? So I think you, I love that you've hit the nail on the head. People, I hate it when people disappear into a relationship, but I also understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I see both Some people need to, especially like at the beginning, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cause you're, you're, you're learning that person and you're, you're set, you're establishing your, your time and your life with them. And there's, there have been, I mean, I'm the first to admit that they're friends for me and I think probably friends for you that in one way or another have sort of taken more of a backseat maybe than they should. But for the most part, the closest people, um, I mean, three of my very closest friends, um, one is a married couple, one is my best friend of a very long time, you know, spend a lot of time with him and love him. Oh, and I, yeah, um, I love them. You know, his closest, you know, couple girlfriends and his all UCB friends who I just love, um, you know, we, we do things together as well. Um, but I think at this point, now that we're a little more than a year in, we 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 have spent a little bit more individual time um, with those friends because we want to make sure they're getting the intention that they they need. Yeah, That's so lovely. Yeah, we, <laughs> you know we try, um, but it is also nice to the point that I do genuinely like his friends. His friends seem to genuinely like me. My friends like him. Um, and back to your point about family, that's been another nice thing because we both come from families that are and uh, the older I get I see this as a rarity not only am I fortunate enough to have both my parents still but they're still married um as are his uh he's an uncle I'm an uncle um he has a sister I have two sisters and our families they haven't met yet but Mm -hmm. I've gotten to spend a lot of time with his family and vice versa uh and I mean I adore his family and that's something that you really have no control over you could meet the best mate in the world and then find that they come with a family that either has their own set of issues or you just don't get along with i'm gonna link to this other i'm gonna link to a twitter thread in the comments okay but i mean i'll tell you guys about it afterwards yeah it's wild okay (laughs) it's like this woman who's like she's best friends with all of her ex-husband's uh, brothers, ex-wives, because they're all like that family oh, was insane. Wow. Anyway, okay, but yeah, yeah, it's true. 
Um, this is just making me think that you guys are, you know, that's just probably part of why you're so compatible and maybe so similar on some levels is if your family dynamic was similar, that's more important than you both being Gemini's. Yeah. Although you... <laughs> maybe. We but really like, can't prove that. Yeah. You... Are you, where are you in the birth order? We're we both the youngest. We're both the youngest. I'm mm-hmm. the youngest of three. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest of two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're both um, the youngest. To sisters. Yep. And you, uh, but you mentioned your family is like less communicative. Your family is very communicative. Yeah. I mean, I think our families are, our, our, our parents in particular, well, our sisters to a degree, mm-hmm. our parents are very, very similar overall as people, values, morals where they sort of where they come from, the way they raised us. And then they have some nuanced differences and maybe communication might be one. I'm not sure. I think that's probably yeah. fair to say. And I think um, but but on the whole, they uh, on the whole, we were raised in very similar households and very different places. Um, and I think that that's that's one of the reasons that we see so so similar. We see things in such similar ways is because we were raised sort of to with with the same morals and values and, and whatnot, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like with my family, the communication was there. Um that's just <laughs> it you know, there were we had some health problems with one of my siblings. And so I think that growing up a lot of the focus was placed on those and so there just wasn't a lot of room to discuss some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up gay in the Midwest in the mid, early and late 90s, um, and it wasn't that I lived in an ignorant part of the country as much as just, and I do think there's a distinction between this, just an uninformed part of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were never willfully hateful ever about anyone of any LGBTQ persuasion, they were never racist. Um, it was just back then you didn't have gay characters on primetime TV shows. You didn't have gay news anchors. Um, so I think when I address like communication with my family, that's typically the instigator of that feeling for me. Uh-huh. A part of it is they had their hands full with a daughter who had, had everything from cancer to a brain tumor um, and I think that just after expending so much energy, my parents were exhausted. And so they were kind of waiting for me to come to them. I was too terrified at a young age to ever come to them about that because I had no roadmap. I didn't know there was a way to navigate out of the closet. Um, so it, it with my family, they are loving and they communicate, but I have again, like learned a lot about making sure that you kind of speak your piece sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it sounds like your your parents probably are very similar, even on communication, but there were some external circumstances and constraints for your family that mm-hmm. made it tougher. There were, and there were yeah. things like, you know, he grew up in a pretty Christian home mm-hmm. with conservative parents, and I grew up in a Catholic home, which is like, you know, Christianity light. Uh, and it, with fa- with my parents that were relatively liberal, um, mm-hmm. and 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 in Florida, uh-huh. you know, in Miami and Orlando, Florida. I mean, it wasn't like okay, I you have was to specify where in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah. In, in the, in the peninsula, yeah. which is yeah, the the, the you the know cool more part. forward yeah. thinking, yeah, yeah. The, the blue part. So that was part of it, I think, mm-hmm. is the environment. I mean, I when I went to you know we we had very similar educations. You know, we had private schooling and whatnot, and and my schools were you know, made up of every possible look and type of person you can find. And and not to say that they didn't have that in where you were, but it was less, I think, where you were. I mean, oh, just, yeah. just regionally speaking. So there were circumstances like that, I think, that were just, just by um, virtue of where physically, geographically we lived. Yeah. There, were, there were certainly differences with that. So yeah. what are the similarities in your upbringings that you're talking about? Our families are close. Mm-hmm. Um Right, you mentioned that yeah. everyone's still married yeah. and yeah. you have sisters, but what are the like values? I think that you were saying? I think both of our families, for the most part, keep things light. Um, yeah, but I think well, I think what she's asking is more of the whole. You know, we were raised to be you know hardworking, um, mm-hmm. raised to be very loving of each other mm-hmm. and of our siblings. 
um, you know, my sister and I to this day, because my sister and I are, are, we've always been close and we've always talked about how, you know, you meet people like, oh, I hate my brother, I hate my sister. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, you know, I think we were, we were raised to really keep our family in mind. We were raised to be honest and, yeah. and have integrity and all those kind of benchmarks that maybe don't necessarily seem as common anymore as they once did. Uh-huh. Um, and my mother was from the Midwest uh, originally. So she, you know, I had those sort of Midwestern values in the home, like, you know, like his family. Yes. Um, that sort of from core America. Polite, yeah. Polite families. Polite, um, you know, grateful, you know, all that type of stuff to mm-hmm. work hard for what you have and be proud that, that you that you have it um, and be, you know, aware of other people and not be a selfish dick, <laughs> you know, which I think was my, my mother's words to me when I was three. Don't <laughs> yes. be a selfish dick. Yes. But yeah, Thank I mean, I think care. there was just some core tenants like that that are, that are certainly in, in both families. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And then, yes, they would keep things light and they, <laughs> our fathers have great sense of humor. Yes. This is, I think this has got to be the key to like meeting someone on the internet. Like it should, it has to be, you're like, you get each other right away. And that's the beauty of doing that. But I'm just thinking like, if you want to date someone who's like challenging or like mm-hmm. really interesting or different from you, like it's, you should meet them organically, right? Like, I'm trying to, like, just put together your... I'm so, like, stunned by this perfect Tinder match. Oh, well. (laughs) Again, I I don't want to use the word hero, but... (laughs) um, That's one of our favorite phrases. Yeah, I mean, it's... it Because I was the same as him. I didn't... I was on there with no real expectations. Yeah. And I had not been as single as long. I had been single for... Years, two or a little over two years after a almost oh my gosh three or three or four or something like that it's a blur it's a it's the dark times i like to <laughs> yes both we don't of our, talk about it both of our exes are referred to by nicknames as opposed to their actual names yes um <laughs> but yeah i mean i didn't go i didn't i didn't think i'd meet someone on there that was that well suited yeah to me yeah and i had been on other tinder dates um, and you know, it's perfectly nice people, but yeah, they weren't the, they weren't the, they weren't the ones. Yeah. Same. Right? And I think like even our chats on Tinder leading up to meeting, mm-hmm. um, they were pretty to the point. Uh, so I think that even when we met, there wasn't an expectation that had been defined yet. Well, you were funny though. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. And that was, we did have some, we had some witty, bat, which is, which I like. Yeah, there was obvious for me, a big part of it is mental stimulation for sure. Huge, huge, huge part of it. And there was there was some fun, witty back and forth banter. And I was like, OK, he's, mm-hmm. he's clever, <laughs> clever. So there was there was, uh, you know, I, I went into it thinking, OK, well, he seems like he's smart and funny and, you know, whatever. And then um, he delivered. And that's same. I then thank you. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely would never have met him had there not been from the chat, had there not been some sort of chemistry. And I also found him to be refreshing and different in that he was intelligent. Working in the news, he knew something about the world around him other than, well, it's April. I only have a few months left to starve myself for my slutty Halloween costume, which <laughs> I've been through every version of that. LA single. Um, so I think the groundwork was definitely there when we met, but then it was meeting in person and getting to know each other that kind of revealed all of those similarities and uh, some of those shared disappointments with exes mm-hmm. and dating and relationships and all that. But we talked about things like family that first night. I mean, there were, th- there were things we talked about the first night that I thought I was like sort of checking off boxes in my head and going normal, not a psycho, not a killer. At least, if yeah. he is, he's a very good mm-hmm. at hiding it. Cover. But I remember, I remember one of the things that he said to me the first night was he said we were talking about his parents, who I love, and um, he said, "Oh, you know, my parents are my favorite people in the world. They're like they're my most favorite people ever." And I thought, "Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's nice. You, yeah. That's I, that's you know, I'm close to my family, and that's an important thing for me. And it was finally finding someone that, you know." talked about their family was close with their family and 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 didn't didn't really hide that or didn't have a strained relationship or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. um but those were little things that were new in terms of my dating experience where i thought oh wow somebody actually clearly is a little bit like me and those little types of things then were kind of checked and then as we got further into it 
more of that revealed itself. Yeah. And I, but I think it's that having to go through that checklist of like, are you a weirdo? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you a killer? (laughs) When you're like dating someone from the internet, it's like things that you might be more forgiving or open with, with someone you met in real life or had mutual friends. You could be like, Ooh, that Ooh, exciting or something. But like when it's on Tinder, you have to be like, bam, you're the real deal. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I also, because I am like, I like to date people who are like really different from me. And I think that is, I'm now realizing that's my problem with online dating because I'm like someone who's so different from me. And then if they're just like a face on the internet, I'm like, what is their deal though? In the ways that, that, absolutely. (laughs) I would also say that there are still, what would I call them? Benign differences between the two of us that I'm I'm grateful for. Yeah, I want to hear about that. I love to go get cocktails with people and he is not a drinker and that's fine I don't care um, it'd probably be better to not have someone who's also like yeah let's go rack up a tab somewhere <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not good or bad in either way it's just it's nice that there is a difference so we're not going out to eat or drink every night of the week um, I love old movies he has liked a couple of the ones that I've shown mm-hmm. him but overall that's not his his thing um the small go on small differences <laughs> like that um just to like, keep things interesting yeah but a lot of like the tv shows we watch are similar yeah so it's a nice mix um but the it sounds like the biggest difference is this you know career ladder thing yeah yeah and i have found and it's kind of a selfish thing for an actor slash writer to say but i don't have any interest or certainly now, but prior to meeting him, I didn't really have any interest in dating another actor or writer. Mm. And it's not to pat myself on the back and say, ah, it's because I have my shit together. It's just you are already kind of carrying the rejection and uncertainty for one. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree. Yeah. And not to say that people can't make that work, but it, it just, it, it wasn't like on my checklist, but it was a nice plus to not be dealing with someone who's also in the industry. Because then you have that thing of like, well, one of us is a series regular and the other one of us is um, still kind of writing that perfect web series for himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I I think to the main challenge and for me, it's like, okay, it um anyone who has a similarly uncertain career path that's like to care to carry that for two people it's so exhausting to just like worry about Mm. yourself and then to also have to worry about someone else's you know daily roller coaster of yeah disappointments just is too hard and And it makes it i don't know what what the word is but it it's when he comes home to vent about someone at work, it's interesting to me because it's not something that's, you know, a scar that hits too close. Yeah. Um, and like my current most prominent gig is managing my apartment building. And so he'll hear, he'll hear a lot about that. Um, so it's nice that these are like experiences that we're venting about that, you know, we're not both in the thick of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys. What have we learned? My goodness. Oh my goodness. I've learned to speak into a microphone more directly (laughs) pointed at my mouth. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What have we learned? I've learned, oh no, you go. No, you go. I've learned like, I've just been thinking about compatibility mm-hmm. this whole time. And I guess then the puzzle is like, how do you know if someone is truly compatible? And how do you, like, it just seems like you got lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, I think, I think it, that's sure. part of it. And part of it is time. And part of it, I mean, just you don't know right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody does. I don't think that you should. Mm-mm. I think you need time to find out if someone is who you, who they appear to be and yeah. who they say they are and, and if, if you are compatible. So it's, you know, it's, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like this. You know, we met that first night. Everyone's like, everything's perfect forever, always great. Unicorns, puppies, and everything was fantastic. Well, you know, it's, it, it was time. There was time involved in getting to know each other and mm-hmm. finding the similarities and finding the differences. But I, th- I think that the, when it comes to compatibility, is that you can be different. <clears throat> you don't have to be the exact same. But it's how do you manage and navigate the differences, and how do you communicate the differences in a way that is healthy and and supportive and. Uh, you know, making sure, you know, being, being accepting of things that are different and learning. I mean, there's things that I've learned from him that, you know, or, or like he says, like with the old movies, you know, things that I didn't know I would like. And now I like, and there's, there's still a different, there's, I would still consider that a difference. He loves singing in the rain. I do love singing in the rain. I do. <laughs> He's seen it twice now. I do. I, I do. And I have, and I have, um, I have more Madonna on my phone than I ever did <laughs> yeah. before. So that's new. Mm-hmm. And what have you learned from him? I think the great thing is, because we're not in a society that really presents the rewards of aging past your late 20s or early 30s, but I'm, I am grateful that I met him when I did. Um, because even if my career doesn't look like I want it to, I'm finally at a point that where you can realize that you're still well on the way to being the person you want to be and that yeah. that is not changed by something like that. And I'm just glad that I had six years to really not necessarily look at my past relationships, but at least learn from them, have distance from them, gain a little bit of independence. Um, and so even though there's this ideal, and I've seen this a lot in gay men, especially gay men who grew up when we did, because there there isn't a roadmap. And my relationships prior to him, it was, hi, I'm Chase, to I love you, do you want to move in with this band of two weeks? So it's just this, I've met someone, it, let's, we're going to force this to work, we're going to move ahead right now, I've got to have someone, frantically so. Um, so it's been great to build something with someone, uh, to learn more about that person's family, to see that person interact with your family and to continue learning about him instead of having this roadmap that you've created within weeks of meeting someone. Um, the lesson my dad always tried to impart on me as a kid that I refused to listen to is like patience is a virtue. And I was like that. (laughs) Um, but with him being patient and letting a relationship grow into something and getting to know someone it's, I think it's one of the reasons in addition to him being an amazing person is it's the reason this relationship, I wouldn't say takes a little work, but just is more uplifting than anything else. It's not, what does this mean? What is he thinking? What is he saying? Um, it's more adult. It's healthier, much healthier. I was also, I've also been thinking about maturity mm-hmm. a lot during this conversation. You just seem mature. And that is a funny facade we put up (laughs) yeah later today we will be playing a lego marvel we will action but we'll be playing it very maturely yeah i can tell that you will be yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a good point though the maturity thing i think that's a i think that's a i'm a big proponent of people probably shouldn't get married in their 20s or maybe Mm -mm. even maybe early 30s because you're still figuring out who you are you don't know who you are yet let alone ready to you know Hit your wagon, hit your wagon, somebody else's star permanently. So, yeah. I do think that. So when we met, I was thirty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and I was in my thirties and right. still am, and <laughs> yes. that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> and now I'm in. Right. Right. I have final cut over this thing. So, <laughs> but I think that's. I think that's helpful. I mean, I'm forty now, oh, and he's you're the in most his thirties. Twenty two year old I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. met. Chase. <laughs> Jeez. I told you I've been single since I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dating Benjamin Buttons. It's amazing. Uh, but I think that's important. I think that I think the timing of when this happened was really good for both of us. Mm-hmm. The yeah. point in our lives where we were. Uh, I think that I think that helped. I do think that helped. I mean, if this was 10 years ago, would I be? I was. I wouldn't. I'm not the same person now that I was 10 years ago. None of us are. So would this be the same match 10 years ago? I don't know. Would it be as easy? Probably not. So yeah. I do think that the timing mm-hmm. is a factor. I love that. And now say what you said about patience. Again, I need to retain that for myself <laughs> in my life. Patience is your a dad, virtue? Your dad oh, and how oh, that applies yeah. to your relationship. Mm. Uh-oh. 
Oh, did something happen? Keep talk a little bit. Can you all hear me still? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Be patient while we fix the mic. Okay, talk again. Hello, hello, hello. There I am. Okay, great. You know, as a kid, I was not patient. And so that was just something I heard from my dad over and over. Patience is a virtue. And aside from a relationship, if you're living in Los Angeles and you want to be an actor or writer, you are forced to be patient or else you move back home. And I mean, I burned through the relationships in my 20s and early 30s because we rushed in. And I thought about this, too, when he was just saying his comment about how it's so great that we met now. Because I think back to if we had met three or four years ago when I was more recently single and kind of daydreaming every day, it's like, oh, my God, when am I going to meet someone? When am I going to meet someone? Is it going to be like this? Are we going to do this? Are we going to feel this way about each other? And once I got into a job where I didn't have time to think about that and was no longer road mapping and planning what a relationship should and would look like, one that was healthy, functional, enjoyable, um, happened without me aside from being on an app, like making it or willing it to happen. Yeah. Um, so once I, and I've said this to single friends before and I hate saying this and I hated hearing this when I was single, but it's true. The minute you stop planning and looking for it is when, even if it doesn't happen, I think that's when you become a more ideal partner. Yeah. Cause I think one of the reasons that this works is we are two people who do stand alone as well and can do our own thing. Um, and that was what I learned from my early relationships is it was just jump ship on whatever I wanted in life. Let's become one inextricable unit. Um, so I think the patience is rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. That was really nice. Use that take. (laughs) 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 Okay. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. Thank this you. Was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know we didn't do a lot of fighting. Do you want us to? Yeah, get in a fight. Get, get, give us okay. a topic. Hand me that chair. I'm going to break yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. You can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at Honey with Julia, on Facebook at Honey with Julia Meltzer. The show is produced by Ryan Middledorf and Ryan Countshouse. Our intern is Portia Critchman. Our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa. And our artwork is by Allie Monroe. Okay, bye. What's a creative podcast network?